0: Worship team, thank you. Thank you for leading us this morning. Uh, Phenomenal set, both sets. Light of the World, which actually ties into today's name quite well. You looked at Light of the World yesterday. For those that don't know, uh, I'm a morning person. I love mornings. Uh, Some of you are like, really? Oh. But I love mornings. I love to get up. I love to get going. I love the calm before everyone else is awake. And this is fantastic in the summertime when it's light at 3:30 or 4 a.m. But in the winters, this is a real challenge. There's days around December where I'll get up, I'll put in a long workout, I'll spend time with the Lord, I'll come into the office and do a little work, and it's still dark outside. That stinks. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not claiming that I have seasonal affect or anything, but I do often find myself sitting in my office looking towards Coeur d'Alene, eagerly longing, eagerly longing for that sun to poke over those mountains, for those first rays of light to, to crack the sky. And when they do, I find an instant gratefulness, a certain joy, and a, and a whole flood of emotions. They rush over me as that light cracks the mountains. Can anyone relate? Okay, good, a few of you. Very nice. It was while sitting in my office after the sun rose uh, earlier this week that the name for Christ that we're looking at really came alive. In fact, it was probably earlier in that day when I was sitting on a, on a, on a uh Stationary bike in the YMCA looking out at the black morning sky that it started to come alive. The name we're looking at this morning is Dayspring. Jesus is called Dayspring by Zechariah, who was who John the Baptist's father, as, as Zechariah is given a prophecy directed towards his son. Dayspring. What exactly does that mean? Let's ask God to help us understand More of what that means. Jesus, we ask that you would speak loudly this morning as we open up your scriptures. We believe these are inspired. We believe they're uh, your love letter to us, a glimpse into your heart and a glimpse into who you are. We ask as we dive into this name, Dayspring, that you would bring to life more of who Christ is because of this name. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're on day 15, for anybody who's counting, on our 25 Names of Jesus journey during the Advent series. We're spending uh, the 25 days looking at one name per day, and we're looking at the scripture verse that, that correlates to that name. And hopefully each day we're, we're asking what the original hearers would have thought and felt when they heard the name. We're kind of asking, what do we feel? What does it mean to us And we're asking, what what is Jesus trying to tell us? What is God trying to tell us through this name? Our goal through all of it is to get to know Christ again through the names that Scripture calls him. Now, I'll be honest, some of the names thus far in these first 15 days, they've they've connected to my head intellectually. Today's name connected to my heart on an emotional level you got to hear the entire song of Zechariah as the call to worship earlier. It was one verse out of that section where our name from today comes. Listen to it. It's Luke chapter 1, verse 78. My Bible reads like this. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. There's no mention of day spring. So I, I realized mine is the New Living Translation, and some of you don't view that as a real Bible. So I looked in the NIV, and it didn't have the word dayspring. I looked in the English Standard Version, it didn't have the word dayspring. I looked in just about every English translation that they did not use the word dayspring except the King James Version. It's the one that uses a dayspring. Now why is that? The King James actually reads, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the dayspring from on high has visited us. The Greek word for dayspring is anatole, and it's most often translated sunrise. But it also could mean from the east. The exact same word that we see in Luke 178 is used in Matthew chapter 2 twice. Matthew 2 verse 2, the wise men said, Where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east. We saw his star, anatole, and we have come to worship him. A few verses later, verse 9, after this interview, the wise men went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east, Anatole, guided them to Bethlehem. In the east. Exact same word as in one Luke chapter 1, verse 78, yet in that version, it says dayspring. Why? Is there something richer in that word? Maybe. Maybe the, the King James translator's knew more of what the original listeners would have thought, more of what they would have felt. Maybe they looked at it in context and thought, this just fits here. Listen to it in context. In fact, we see uh, first that it was Zechariah prophesying about his son the few verses before. He says this in verse 76, "...and you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High." Because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. That's about John the Baptist. Now, Zechariah continues in his Holy Spirit-inspired song saying this about Christ. Because of God's tender mercy, the day spring is about to break upon us. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. And to guide us to the path of peace. The day spring is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness. Who are living in the shadow of death. To guide us to the path of peace. More than likely those around Zechariah that day. Those who heard him use the word day spring. They would have been all too aware of the spiritual state of the world around them. Spiritual darkness. Spiritual death. Jesus spoke on this on John chapter 3, verse 19 and 20. Jesus said, and the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be Exposed. See, the spiritual state of the world around the original listeners was that people were choosing to live in darkness. But the seekers, those who would have heard Zechariah sing this song, they were, they were craving, they were wanting a new light. They were wanting God's light to be shed on those sitting in darkness, to be cast on those in the shadow of death would have been their heart's desire for that to take place. And they would have believed that the best place for that to happen would have been in the city of Jerusalem. Listen to their prophet Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 60. It says, "'Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth. But the glory of the Lord rises.'" And appears over you. All nations will come to your light. My kings will come and see your radiance. You know, I think when the original hearers heard Zechariah call Jesus this dayspring, they would have nodded in approval. They would have said yes. They would have said amen when they heard him talking about dayspring, which will bring a, a path to peace. I think they may have even thought back a few chapters in Isaiah to what God had said about them, the Israelites. Isaiah 42, 16, God said, I will lead blind Israel down a new path, guiding them along an unfamiliar way. I will brighten the darkness before them and smooth out the road ahead of them. Yes, I will indeed do these things. I will not forsake them. I think the original hearers of Zechariah saying dayspring, they would have thought of the, the, the state of the spiritual, the spiritual state of the world around them, and they would have wanted to see God's light shed on those in darkness. So for Zechariah to declare Christ as dayspring, a sunrise from heaven that illuminated the shadows, it would have been welcomed, and they would have said, Amen. Now, in the same, in the same breath in the, with the original listeners, there may have been some temple priests that heard him call Jesus Dayspring. And if there were, they would have had their own mental pictures spring into mind. The, the pulpit commentary is a great explanation of what those temple priests may have thought. It said, whereby the Dayspring from on high hath visited us. The beautiful imagery here is derived from the magnificence of an eastern sunrise. In his temple service at Jerusalem, the priest must have seen the ruddy dawn rise grandly over the dark chain of the distant mountains, lighting up with a blaze of golden glory the everlasting hills as they stood around Jerusalem. The thought which pictured the advent of Messiah as a sunrise was a favorite one among the prophets. We've seen a couple verses in Isaiah already. Malachi, another of Israel's prophets, spoke of it like this. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays, and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Oh, what a picture. The sun rises coming over eastern hills, and the glory of that in view of the temple, and then you get frolicking like well-fed calves. It takes me back to some of those emotions that I feel when watching a sunrise, especially after a long, dark night. Personally, I realize that in a lot of ways, this longing for the sun to rise physically can be translated over to a longing to see the day spring, to see Jesus rise in people's lives. I want to see Jesus, this this morning light of heaven, bring light to people who are in darkness today. Bring light to people who are living in the shadow of death today. Jesus said in John 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. I want to see people Longing for Jesus as the light to come bursting forth into their everyday lives. And we looked quickly at John 3, 19 and 20 earlier as it related to the spiritual state of the world in Jesus' day. Listen to what verse 21 says. It says, But those who do what is right come to the light so they can see, so others can see God at work in what He is doing. So others can see the day spring, a glorious sunrise, a sunrise from heaven. Jesus as the light of the world. When that happens, it sheds lights on corners of our lives where light needs to be shed. Sin. Sin is brought into the light. The day spring does that. Now as such, I also realize that with the dawn, with day spring, it comes for a, a chance for a fresh start. Yes, sin has been revealed, but God gives us that new day, a chance to do it again. You guys know the psalm, Psalm one eighteen twenty four. 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And why can we rejoice? It's because we know God has given us another chance. What took place yesterday, the, the struggles that we had, the, the stumbles that we had, God's, God's taken them away. And we get a chance for a fresh start, a new adventure. I'm guessing that when Jesus looked at the disciples and said, Follow me, something deep within them said, This is going to be quite the ride. Now, how did they know that? How how do we know that when we start to follow Christ? I think we know it in here. I think we know it from deep down where the swells of emotions come as, as we watch a sunrise, it's from within our hearts. Listen to a couple of verses that speak towards that. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. For God, who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 1.19 We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. And you will do well to pay attention to it. As to a light shining in a dark place, Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. What a picture. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. The day spring rises. There are seasons in my life where regularly in the evening before going to bed, I pray something along the lines of, God, if you you choose to give me the gift of another day tomorrow, will you let me live it for you? And I know that he has answered the following day when the light begins to peak over the mountains. The day spring, peaking over the hills, physically, but also spiritually. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Follow him and you'll no longer walk in darkness. Zacharias said, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light, the day spring from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. May we all today learn to look for that light of Christ just as we would look for the light at the end of a long, dark night. May we look for it in our lives and in the lives of those around us. You know, as hard as winters can be with the late sunrise, It does teach us, it does teach me to long for that sun to come up. And I pray that that I personally will long for Christ to explode into my daily life as well as into yours. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would spring up a new sunrise from heaven for me personally. I ask that I would begin to long for you just as I long for that sun to rise each morning. And God, as as you do that, I ask that you would illuminate places in my life where there's sin, where there's things that need to be corrected. And I ask, Lord, that once that is revealed, that I would come to you seeking forgiveness and, and that you would remind me that there is a fresh start the next day. Lord, I ask that same thing for us as a church. Spring up in us. Arise in us. God, may we be a people who long for you, who long for the Advent, not just during December, but who long for you during the rest of the year as well. May you be our sunrise from heaven. and May we reflect that light on a world that needs to see you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.